Welcome to Line in the Sand by the Wilderness Committee. I'm climate campaigner Peter McCartney. Our show will bring you stories of the people standing up to one of the world's most powerful industries, big oil. From the frigid waters of the Salish Sea to mountain passes in Sequetmakulak, we'll meet the folks determined to protect their home and stop the Kinder Morgan pipeline. Today we're talking to Kanahas Manuel with a group of Sequetmak women building tiny homes to stand in its way. In a smoke-filled valley under a blood-red sun, a handful of volunteers build a tiny home on a flatbed trailer. It's a slow start. Drilling screws into the thick steel takes longer than expected. But by the end of day two, we have walls and even rafters. We're in Nisconleth, about 30 minutes east of Kamloops in south-central British Columbia. It's one of the 17 communities that make up the Sequetmik Nation, one of the largest in the province. Kinder Morgan wants to run 518 kilometers of pipeline straight down the middle. Kanahus Manuel is the daughter of the late Sequetmik leader Arthur Manuel. He's been called an indigenous Nelson Mandela, and one of his final projects was to protect his territory from the pipeline. Kanahus now leads the effort in his stead. We have the sacred headwaters that form a lot of the major rivers here in BC, the Columbia, the Thompson, the Fraser, the Athabasca, they all form in our headwaters and our glaciers and our, our mountains. And that's what's so important to us. There's still places in our territory, not like many other places in the world, where you could get down on your hands and knees and drink right from the creek, and it's going to be pure water. This is a privilege, and we want to keep it that way because it's not just going to benefit us, Sukhwatmukh, but it's going to um, benefit every single human that's on our territory. Our connection to our, our land goes so deep. Our ancestors, since the beginning of time, have been buried in this earth. And that's why we say the blood in our bones of our ancestors make up this earth upon which we walk, is because... We've been here since the beginning of time. Like when you're talking about ecocide and, and talking about destroying of a whole ecosystem, you're also talking about genocide of Indigenous people because as Indigenous people, we depend on the salmon, we depend on the moose, we depend on our whole li livelihood from the land. Canada has gotten very wealthy off the blood, sweat and tears and off the backs of Native people because this is our land and we suffer the most out of everybody when our land is destroyed. People don't have homes, our people don't have food, our people don't have their basic needs met. A lot of these reservations are on boil water advisories when the rest of the country gets the luxury of living off of our land and drinking the clean water. We're at the bottom of the barrel. We've always been at the bottom of the barrel ever since Canada claimed our land as theirs. Manuel spent last winter at Standing Rock, where Indigenous peoples and allies from all over Turtle Island converged to fight the Dakota Access Pipeline. She sees a similar effort coming to Sequetmakulik. Our grandfathers stood up. Our grandmothers, our, our mothers, our fathers spent their whole lives fighting for our rights. And we can't let go of those reins. And we're not going to surrender. We're going to con continue to you know, fight and resist any way we can. You know, we've never given up our jurisdiction, our authority, our title, our rights to Canada. We never gave it up to BC government. 
when we're not going to give it up to Kinder Morgan Pipeline. And we need to stand together because it's going to take everyone. It's going to take everyone to stop this big mega project from going through. One of the key parts of the resistance is making it clear to banks and investors that they are funding indigenous rights violations in Kinder Morgan. Kinder Morgan is really trying to keep their keep their image nice and they don't want really too much battles because they're still looking for investors because uh, we need to show how uncertain and risky that this that this business pipeline business is. We know that the the challenge is always going to be the Canadian government or the corporation using the RCMP, you know, to get the so-called protesters out of the way so they could push this pipeline through. But what we're really trying to get clear is that we are Indigenous people. We are Sukhotmuk people that we are setting up so we can live our lives, so we can hunt and we can fish and we can pick our medicines where we want. This week's tiny house is the first of 10 that they will park along the pipeline route. We're looking for more builders, so if you know any carpenters out there, handymen that are willing to come out for a couple of days, and we're, we, this is our second full day build, and it's all, the walls are already up, so it's not very long to get one tiny house built. We're going to be painting this tiny house, all of the tiny houses, with beautiful murals, and we're asking artists to also reach out and come and help to give our people that vision of what we're fighting for. And we're going to you know, find ways, different creative ways for everybody to be involved, everybody's skill set to be involved, and nobody to be left out. We all have a role in our society, and let's, you know, build on that and build together and tear this pipeline down. This fight starts with pipelines, but ends with Indigenous power. And probably one of the most empowering things for me to see is young men, young men that had no hope on the Indian reservation, to have a purpose. Women have always been able to keep their role because they've always been able to continue to nurture their children. Where the men were taken from the land and said not to hunt and to fish and to continue to be active out on the territory because that was now trespassing, leaving the Indian reservation. I want to see our young men empowered. I want to see that, and I saw that at Standing Rock, and that was what touched my heart. Probably the most. Kanahus's young children help paint banners and silkscreen t-shirts at the camp. Resistance clearly runs in the family. Well, my dad, I know that he's smiling, you know, big and proud right now from the spirit world because he sees all of his grandchildren involved and his grandchildren were his life. Thanks for joining us for the second episode of Line in the Sand. Over the coming months, we'll bring you more stories from the front lines of the fight against Kinder Morgan's pipeline. Tune in next time as we visit a few workshops building the skills needed to mount this resistance. I'm Peter McCartney from the Wilderness Committee, and until then, keep up the fight.